0: Two seventy one, am I right?
1: Two seventy one. <laughs> what is <laughs> What just
0: happened, guys? What, what? We we started an episode. That's what happened. Sorry, my <laughs>
2: screen, the screen, like nothing. I had nothing, and now <laughs> I just heard two seventy one. What did you? Two seventy one. That's
0: us. We we had our intro. It was a very cool intro. It, it was a tank and uh it stopped (laughs) and then suddenly we all joined the episode and it was gi joeberg 271 rob joined by paul and steve what are we talking about today steven tell me about this well what's going on? well
2: because october marks two things firstly the birthday of gi joeberg yes boys do you realize that gi joeberg is 11 years old more oh thoughts on that goodness. later. But October 2022 specifically heralds the first time in three years that I will be released from my international exile and be able to go home. Not only that, but it is also quite possibly and in, in all likelihood going to be the first time the three of us are in each other's presence for the last, gosh, more than three years. I think December of 2018 was the last time the three of us were in each other's company. And the big question is, if the three of us are together, would it not be the greatest shame if we didn't shoot a play motion specially to mark that auspicious occasion? So today, on G.I. Joburg, we are giving you an exclusive peek behind the curtain as the three of us, for the very first time break ice on planning a new play motion
1: this kind of thing is
2: best enjoyed with a beverage in hand but since it is mm, creeping up on 11 a.m south african time i'm not going to insist that you guys have a bevy um (laughs) maybe a strong cup of coffee will do
0: i don't know what these boys are
2: bringing to the table they don't know what i'm bringing to the table but needless to say i'm very excited to pick their brains and uh invite you to join us for the ride <laughs> but first uh, let's switch things up rob what's new in your <laughs> life brother
0: Ain't nothing much new here except the weather is getting more and more beautiful it's it's like it's getting ready to welcome you back Stephen. it's like hey <laughs> this guy he hasn't been here for a while let's, let's get ready for some crazy cool weather um uh it's pretty chill week pretty chill week i've been catching up on rick and morty the cartoon uh, it's it's actually overall a, a pretty solid season, more solid than the previous one, I think, which was very hit and miss. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. Rick and
2: Mortying it up. You also say hit and miss. Now I always find that to be like nonsense. Isn't well, the same hit, hit, hit or miss? Well, oh,
0: it's actually hit or miss. Okay.
2: Look, well, no, I'm it was just hit and miss logically. at the same time. It was now oh, it was a
0: okay. hit and miss because some it- episodes were hits and other episodes were misses. So overall, the entire season was a hit and miss.
2: But in the era of bingeing, something that has a very complicated multiversal continuity like Rick and Morty, it's very difficult to keep up with it because it, you know it is happening in real time. It's not like The Sopranos, which is you know done and dusted, and we can now watch the whole thing in quick succession. Like this mm-hmm. show, like you spend the first half of the new season trying to remember what the hell happened in the previous season i mean unless you're the yeah, kind of guy they, who goes back and re-watches things and actually like like really takes them on board and memorizes no, the story you're gonna have
0: to remember the stuff because i mean like for sure <laughs> that claims to be like not so worried about its own continuity it was very yeah it was very heavy continuity the, the season was no, like do you remember the time when this guy did this
2: do you remember the, the did you remember like where these people originally came from that do they do you still mix it up though? like every now and then there's an episode that breaks continuity and it's its own thing it's kind of a bottle episode like that seemed like rick and Morty's strength for a while but obviously in order for there to be some kind of narrative grip you've got to have you know an evolving plot not just a return to the status quo so yeah a, a show will always kind of be weighed down by its continuity eventually if it gets really good you know yeah it's gone all lost on us uh paul how about you brother? <laughs> i have had um surprise
1: busy work week but that's not <gasps> worth talking about but um aside from that no actually really cool i've i've got a, a subscription to crunchyroll um which mm. is like super cheap and i've been that's, watching a lot of anime i've been yes, uh, yes yeah so i've been checking out a lot of anime um, I've been watching, well, I've got a Crunchyroll subscription to catch with, to catch the new Gundam series that just started. Um, so we're about three episodes in and Crunchyroll's the only place you can really watch it officially. I think, um, I think outside of South Africa or if you have a VPN, you can catch it on YouTube, but that's just irritating. And then I, I, I sort of dug into the rabbit hole that is, uh, <laughs> Crunchyroll and I found Initial D, the anime, so I've been watching that, which has been wonderful. And also watching another great anime called Eight Six, which I think a lot of G.I. Joe fans might enjoy because it's um it's it's set in like a sort of dystopian world and there's like mecha, but it's not giant robots, it's like spider tanks and it's got a very on the ground feeling. It's it's very kind of I don't wanna say realistic, but it's gritty and it's hard and it's fun and it's action-packed and it also has some really good drama that backs it up so yeah i think if you're a gi joe fan you might enjoy 86 because right? it's weaves quite a fun tale but other than that guys um no new toys or anything like that to report which is actually okay I, it's giving me a chance to enjoy the toys that i have received and i did make some music for somebody's play motion feature that will be coming out soon i don't know
2: mm. if i can say it on no. air yet Yeah, absolutely. There will be a new premiere on the weekend of the 21st of October.
0: Oh my god. Which is
2: coming around the corner. In fact, that is the day I arrive back home. It is also the day that one of the creators of this particular Play Motion will be arriving back in his home after a a much needed uh, getaway. So, more details to follow. I'll definitely put the premiere on all the socials once it's uploaded and ready for uh, the countdown to begin, but yeah, just, uh, just so everyone knows there'll be some fresh GI Joburg special forces content that weekend. Yeah. Mm. yeah just putting great, some yeah. final, final touches on myself. which, uh, yeah, Paul, your track works sublimely. I'll have, you know, thank oh, you.
1: so glad to hear that. Mm. That makes me very happy. And also on the topic of, uh, play motion, there's another great play motion that is waiting in the wings to be premiered. So, Ooh. um, so for that special someone out there we saw you don't worry it's coming we've just had to do some planning on our side with things i didn't want to just release it willy-nilly because everything's been coming at me and i didn't want to rush stuff so yeah so guys there's two special forces playing motions on their way so that's exciting
2: paul circling wow. back to a point that i touched on earlier it's the 11th birthday fgi joberg hey Happy birthday, G.I. Joe Berg. Can you remember? Because I've got the the reminder set in my phone to go off every year at, well, I suppose maybe 11 a.m. Anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. It's on the 15th of October every year. I get a little reminder. And I'm transported back to that day. I think I've relayed the events or relived whatever. Um, I have spoken about it in the past. But in your own words, man, what? What was it? What what did we do that day that that marked the birth of GI Joe <laughs> Um, I feel
1: like, because like I, I all I remember, <laughs> dude, all <laughs> I remember <laughs> that <laughs> marked the birth. Sound dodgy. All I remember doing that uh, on that day, like really, is sitting uh, in front of my big brown desk in my studio at my parents' place and we were recording the conversation we did like i think we record we did two episodes and we i feel like we did two episodes
2: in one day uh, yeah yeah well we yeah they were only like half an hour long so we had a topic we rattled through our top fives or whatever for, you know pertaining to the topic and then we were like ah well that's in the can but i want to talk some more about gi joe let's let's do another one so yeah i think we did two back to back um well We've subsequently yeah, was... become more of an hour and a half to two hour length podcast. And I, I guess we <laughs> <you> can <could> trace <laughs> the roots of that back to that
1: fateful night. And I mean, so, it all started so because uh, every time Steve and I would get together, uh, when Steve would come up to Joburg for a show or whatever, and we would hang out, uh, we would just always talk about G.I. Joe, which I mean, we still do. <laughs> um, we just, uh, and then my, my girlfriend at the time, she was all like, "Yeah, you guys should record these, these conversations for posterity <laughs> or something, something along that line. Like you should record these conversations so that you don't have the same ones again or something. And then that was kind <laughs> really, of I'm pretty happy. sure we we're still having the same. That was kind of
2: the <laughs> genesis of it all. Yeah. yeah. It was like, she's so sick of hearing us repeating ourselves. She's like, no, you need a record of this. So you can go oh, back okay. and say, Oh, we've mm-hmm. spoken on this already. Uh, yeah. And but thank you like, listeners yeah. for coming along on the ride. Uh, I'm, Pretty sure we had about maybe half a dozen people listening to us back then. But uh, with any luck, those six individuals are still here today. And the number has only grown in leaps and bounds. Our little niche of the internet, our, our corner of madness. But, guys, let's shift the focus to what G.I. Joe has become synonymous with, uh, and I'm very grateful for it because it, it, it is totally our groove outside of just shooting the breeze together and talking about GI Joe, that being the podcasts, shooting play emotions has become the way we play these days. Mm. And there is no greater joy that I have with the medium, other than, of course, releasing them into uh, the YouTubes and having people give feedback. Um the greatest joy that playmotion gives me is the planning phase the the, the creativity where you just throw it all at the wall you know nothing you're not you're not bound by uh, window, windows of opportunity or the kind of toys you have to hand you can just let it all hang out and then chip away at the things that are perhaps a little bit beyond our grasp so That's our today, blue guy yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think to get the ball rolling, it might be um, useful to between the three of us set the parameters a little bit. Um, and the big questions that I want to ask the both of you is: hmm. Do you want to keep this in strict GI Joe reality, or do you want to take on a more fantastical approach and do something? A little crazy, Rob. I, <laughs> Just as Paul <laughs> clears his mouth to speak, <laughs> I love
0: it. I think, I think we can definitely go crazy. I mean, why not? We've kind of introduced a little bit of that into the um, uh, Battling Battle Yard back times, the international edition. Um, <laughs> and um, be. we, we could definitely go a bit crazy. I mean, I definitely something I wanted to do is I wanted to go to space with this one, and I think that's. That's to do with like the vehicles that I want to see featured in this that have not been featured yet. And I think being able to go to space you can do a lot more with it if, if you're not just restricted to G.I. Joe and Cobra. You can go a bit more crazy. So that was yes, that's that's my initial idea. Is this this mm. let's just throw it to the wall, you know, let's be this customized go the moon. crazy. Let's go to the moon. Yeah. Okay. okay. So
2: that's one vote for
0: this this, <laughs> this reality be damned.
2: Yeah. Fuck Paul, where it. do you see yourself on the, the spectrum? I, I kind of
1: feel like we've always been skirting the line of that fantastical side of things. Like, a kind of... Yeah, so I'm quite happy to put a, a whole foot into that. Kind of feel like if we could stand... I know this is going to sound very fan-sittery, but if we could find a good balance between, obviously, the G.I. Joe uh, sort of continuity that we've established already... Uh, with like mm-hmm. things like Blazing Sand and all that, um, and have this fantastical side of it brought in. I'm very down for that. And I know we've had conversations in the past um, that our dear listeners haven't been privy to, but where some of those ideas could be very, very cool. And yeah, let's not limit ourselves with just the G.I. Joe continuity. I mean, the file cards, the rule has always been the file cards are what you know, sets the tone for these characters and everything we take from there is is G.I. Joburg. It's plain motion. So, yeah, I'm very much on the side of Fantastical. I also want to say that I kind of, I like the idea of space because one of the ideas that I would like to pitch, which will come in the next few minutes, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. uh, would definitely, I think would definitely work with the space setting. So, yeah. So, okay, I'm I'm the other.
2: You you touched on it, but um, are we in agreement, though, that this would form continuity with what we've already done? Like, is this in canon, in-universe, or is this a, its own special thing? Rob? I... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. Oh, thank you guys so much. A running gag for this episode, Paul. <laughs> Rob? Uh
0: I think... I think people appreciate that we're building something. So I think if we can kind of like expand outwards out of what we've established so
2: far, that could be quite cool. Um, It does reward longtime viewers. Anyone who does, I suppose, come back to these things and and start stitching together what the intent of the writing was. Like what world is G.I. Joe trying to put forth uh, with its G.I. Joe playtimes? Yeah, it's, it's rewarding to have this thing not be a break from that. Absolutely. Mm. Paul, you may speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Um, yeah, I think um,
1: I think we have a cool continuity and I think we've created... And yeah, I, I know this is like very back patty now, but I really like the way that uh, Cobra Commander comes across in the G.I. Joe book stuff. I really like the way um, our characters... I, I really like the way we've characterized our G.I. Joe's uh, when I, and I say our G.I. Joe's because I feel like we have taken ownership of a lot of these characters within our realm and I think let's carry on with that I think I, I also I don't think it would be too cruel to do it and let's let's maybe keep the audience guessing I don't know I like this idea of you know having the audience like enjoy or at least even for myself being in there and going wait is this really in continuity like you guys are not going to pull a Dallas are you kind of vibe so i was kind of totally like that too <laughs>
0: like
1: you know i i don't want it, it to is. all be Chuckles a wakes dream. up and he's
0: like oh wow that was a bad hangover
1: exactly Whoa. 21 tequilas is too many <laughs> you know like <laughs> but i i do like the idea of maybe like distorting reality a little bit you know so Cool like, then, with well, that, suppose, with, with, uh,
2: within the, in the continuity that's what I mean yeah well that's that's something that we need to put a pin in and, and circle back to because distorting reality are we talking multiversal like a, a break from reality that will give us license to then have transformers and aliens and Jedi Knights like or are we keeping it in the same you know universe? But just adding these elements in that were always perhaps there waiting in the wings, robots in disguise style. But I, I, before we get into a discussion on that, I want to gather where everyone's head is at in terms of our principal cost. And the, 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 the initial question I need to ask you both is, do you foresee this, this storyline focusing more heavily on Joe or more heavily on the baddies? Paul,
1: (laughs) (laughs) for a change.
2: (laughs) Don't get used to it.
1: I'm liking the idea right now of a kind of a spoke system. So having maybe one character, one or two characters from each side, and we're telling their stories in the greater story so that we can root for, like, for example, if we have um, Zartan that's dealing with a personal crisis or something, you know, like, I don't know, he's just really on a mission to get himself a box of ho-hos and all of the shops are sold out of ho-hos or whatever fun uh, treats is out there, um, to have his quest going on, like he's on a mission to get himself some donuts or something, and all of this other mad stuff is happening around him, and he ends up on the spaceship or something, and then he can't find donuts, you know what I mean, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to shift. I don't want to make it a very Cobra-centric story or a very G.I. Joe-centric story. I think it would be cool if we could have a big thing happening and see it through the eyes of a handful of... Or not even a handful, like one or two characters specifically and see it from there. Well, it sounds more like you
2: want one lead. You want Sartan. No, <laughs> I want multiple leads. That's what I'm oh, getting at. Okay. Like,
1: like, um, I hate... To... <clears throat> I hate making this association because this film is so, uh, what's the word, um, I can't think of the word right now, but um, you know Crash, the movie Crash? And how, <laughs> I
0: knew you were going to say Crash. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, it's
1: so polarizing, but I do like that spoke style of storytelling and I also like, you know, Tom Clancy did that quite a lot as well.
2: So. I'm Just unpack that, that a little bit more, though. Paul, spoke style. What? So, like the spokes on a bicycle wheel. Is that what you yeah. mean? Yeah. Okay. And and so the, the characters. The st- each character is a, is a spoke, and the central mm-hmm. character is the the center of the spokes. Well, mm. the plot, like all these characters, are moving
1: from the outside of the wheel to the inside of the wheel. Oh. And okay. then yeah, and so and the conclusion
2: yeah. is this 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 nexus, this um confluence yes. point. Okay. Yeah. right so you see yeah so we're seeing all their stories okay here's where i need to kind of temper our expectations ever so slightly like because we don't want to waste effort of planning for something that like becomes too lofty Mm -hmm. um realistically speaking with all the other stuff that's on the go uh rob will still have work commitments paul you'll be there for perhaps a very brief window of time in cape town before having to go back to joburg yeah um and of course we we want to be doing things other than like breaking out all the toys and taking them onto location and shooting them so i i i shudder to think we'd be able to be actually filming for more than two days yeah so we need we need something that is almost short story ish in its scope yeah Um, that's so that's why i was thinking the way i am yeah okay yeah, good. Uh Rob, would you would you favour getting back to the initial question? I guess um a Geo Joe centric or Cobra centric story.
0: Well, I, I generally I I prefer to see you know what Joe's doing. So you kind of have like the mystery of what what Cobra's uh, intentions are. But I can't imagine us nice. having like a couple of uh, plots going on you know, like maybe like two, no, 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 not, you know, like things that, that not plots, but like they deal with different aspects of whatever's going on. It's kind of like Paul's saying, so like maybe a couple of Joe ones and then a Cobra one. So you kind of get some idea of what Cobra's is doing, but it can also be a misdirect or it can just, it doesn't show you enough of what Cobra's is doing. Because I always like that mystery, or like mm-hmm. no, not knowing exactly what Cobra is up to, you know, focusing right. more on one side than, than on both sides.
2: Then continue that thought and tell me who did you have a, a particular character in mind that you wanted to place at the, the forefront or a um an ensemble of characters, a small, small group?
0: Well, I think I mean it's an idea that we've been kicking or at least I've been kicking around forever and it's it's just somehow become a, a thing. I, I really wanted to do <laughs> quick kick as the main focus of, of, of A story. Or, you know at least of a major part of the story and then obviously i always want scoop to be doing something as well um mm. so quick I kick has been established
2: and scoop has not so he has not this is an interesting true. point he in definitely history. introduced
0: scoop some i always want to introduce scoop into things he has to start like doing stuff cool
2: <laughs> i think
1: we've always unofficially kind of believed that scoop is the one filming things he's documenting stuff. Uh. That's that's kind of like, in my mind, my little joke. That's how I know Scoop is in every episode. <laughs> but, but I feel, I do so much feel better t- now. But for a character that we put a lot of, and when I say we, also, uh, you, especially Rob, put a lot of weight and stuff on, I feel like Scoop is a character that does need to get fleshed out by G.I. Joburg. I do feel like we need to establish... Establish him in this world and, and I how think he so too. Sure. I think they'd
0: be fantastic. I just think, yeah, and like there's like different aspects of the story going on. So, quick is handling the one part of it. Uh, <laughs> Darren Scoop takes quick kick out to get a shirt and some shoes <laughs> sold. That's our entire storyline. They bought they <laughs> a, a, a virgin rocket into space and they visit the old, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Facebook hotel and then they they kind of have to like buy shoes and stuff while vipers are trying to stop them
2: (laughs) no shoes no shirt no spacesuit. (laughs) no entry (laughs) just quick kick on his
0: own he ain't got nothing else but i think yeah that's yeah steven what what do you want to do what's your
2: (laughs) guys i'm i'm on so many different tangents to you that i don't want to derail Oh your okay. thoughts oh, this is no yeah. It's not
0: derailing. It's whatever you introduce is is introduced. You know,
2: We're, mm, Paul and I are, are okay. Well, maybe we can well. take a take a break and and do the the Steve breakdown. I don't know of, of just just ideas that, I, that I've been cooking up Where you uh, been of yeah. I suppose achievable aims. Um, mm-hmm. Firstly, like I, I I think I would want to keep it within the strict continuity of GI Joe book episodes. So nothing too mm-hmm. crazy or too 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 vexing. Um, no Transformers or Jedi Knights sorry um, Interesting. But I I think that we, we've we got a few threads that if you were intending to re- reward long time viewers and people who have kind of taken this stuff on board and, and have very pointed questions about like well what was that all about and what were they doing in this section and like who was that character that was alluded to and never shown Um So, to reward those guys and, I suppose, to just give us a point of departure, I wanted to know if you guys had any thoughts pertaining to the Atlantis factor. Our very first play motion, which was kind of an evolution um, happening in real time. Like, we were kind of making it up as we went along. So, there wasn't really a point to that mission. It was just like, okay, let's do a five-parter. Each part focuses on a different vehicle toy or base in the case of the 1983 hq but let's try and tailor a story that wove them together like they move from the tactical battle platform mm-hmm. duking it up with the moray then onto the, the 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 river battle with the the whales then the hq then the sky striker versus rattler like all of the these episodes were mainly motivated by what vehicle was being showcased but at the end of the day we have a a MacGuffin that is never explained or even seen, a mission that is top secret even to the people on it. What actually was the Atlantis Factor? Why was the tactical battle platform being deployed in the first place? What was important strategically about that point? And it set my mind alight, <laughs> because Torpedo disappears for a, a segment. It goes under the waves and dives down to ostensibly just do recon but diving stuff what if he was the secret mission all along there was something at that location that he was sent down to retrieve and cobra knew about it and they were converging on it themselves and that's when that battle breaks out between the battle platform and the moray and torpedo hands this item off to shipwreck because Shipwreck then disappears with barbecue for, for a section. Mm. So there's this clandestine secret mission that's happening underneath the mission that's already being seen. So it would be kind of like a, um, a vignette. A, what would you call it? Like a, a meanwhile. You know, when this was happening, this other thing was happening. The secret mission is happening. And that I find is a very achievable little story to tell because we know all those locations they're all still there, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, And the cool thing is, is like
1: that for me, that works with my spoke kind of system where, you know, you're telling a piece of the story because we have a convergence point, we have a nexus of events that have happened, or that at least the audience, or that we as an audience have experienced. So now adding these little pieces to that, starts filling in these like gaps and they interesting stories because that's kind of what makes Star Wars interesting at the moment um, at least in TV form is you've got the whole creation of the rebellion um, and I'm not spoiling anything for Andor but there are things in Andor that are happening in Andor that are like okay that's pretty cool it's not like a major revelation but it's something i don't know how many people have thought about but now it adds to it and now that i have it i'm like oh yeah that actually makes that adds to the world i feel like it adds to star wars so like your torpedo idea i feel like will add to Atlantis factor that's kind of where i'm coming from like whatever we do i feel like should add to the intrigue should make things more interesting um you know uh, you guys get what i'm saying right it's like it's the reason some of us watch the same movie five times or ten times over because Mm. There's but in this case, in there, answering
2: yeah. it's answering questions that longtime viewers might still harbour. I don't know. If exactly. gives a shit. Maybe well, a handful thank... of people. <laughs> hey,
1: but it might be a handful of people that have asked those questions. But when the question is answered, you'll get a lot more people go, uh, you know, going. Oh, wait, that is a question I should have on- uh, asked. You know, and it just, the it's answer. just an opportunity like to... to
2: do some underwater action with torpedo, and then some whale action with shipwreck and barbecue that's always good times man good times and maybe we can finally answer that bizarre question of what 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 do these words mean what is the atlantis factor beyond it being a 1992 nintendo game <laughs> i have uh, two other i suppose strings that can be teased um the one being in graduation day the core Find out that G.I. Joe is taking delivery of the Tomahawk helicopter, which is brand spanking new and ha- hasn't been seen yet, um, and is being delivered to this training base where the 1986 group of Joes are happening to be, you know, they're being put through their paces. Yeah, very good. Sci fi and the gang are being put through their paces by the Sarge uh, in their essentially their G.I. Joe graduation. But they get the ultimate graduation day event by having a tangle with the core. Now, who is the inside man who Fox refers to uh, who tips off the core as to you know, the, the sophisticated brand-new helicopter being rolled out and where it's going to be deployed and how exactly to steal it from these rawhide recruits? Little did they know that Sarge and the boys would... Whoop their asses. Anyway, so there's a, there's a, a perhaps a, a spy story to be told there, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then finally, and this relates to our, I suppose, our most recent Renegade saga, where we finally have an introduction to Storm Shadow. Of course, he's in Cop- been chatting about. Time. Yeah. Well, yes, we, we, we want to do him and do him properly, do him right. Yeah. Um, maybe build to a point where he has. The con, the con, what am I saying? The conversation, or the the conflict, the final conflict with Cobra Commander. Because if you think about it, in the cartoons, no, sorry, in the comic book series, uh, Storm Shadow, he he has a thirst for knowledge. He wants to find out his uncle's killer, and Cobra Commander is withholding that information, and says, "If you do this for me, then I will let you know what you've what you enlisted in Cobra." in the first place to find out Uh, but we never get that payoff because storm shadow Mm. saves billy from incarceration and certain death and or brainwashing i think it was strapped to the scanner anyways they escape and start and then he turns over a new leaf so he never gets that 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 conflict resolved with the cobra commander like he never has that moment where they confront each other and he's like finally throwing down the gauntlet like Commander, it's time. Either you tell me what I want to know, or one of us is not leaving this room alive. So there's I an interesting story to be for there. <laughs> 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 anyway, that's that's it for me. That's my kind of in continuity GI Joe play motion saga like stuff that I'm bringing to the table. However, we have a defiant. We need to shoot it. Let's go to space. Thanks. And so, I'm glad you brought space up. Carry on. <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 I dabbled with the idea of doing the Defiant as the kind of a centerpiece of a play motion before, and I mean that still, I suppose, is a, a shelved script. We could still do Red Glare. Paul, you're familiar with Red Glare. Uh, this was a collaboration with Troy Smith. Troy, yeah. And because of the world's becoming bloody plague zone, um, we could not complete it. Um, I had plans to shoot it and just never got back to South Africa. So it's, it's possible to There's pick up where we can... left off. But I almost feel like things have moved on since then.
1: Hmm. I just want to um, take two seconds just quickly to shout out to these beautiful people who have gotten early, uh, up early in the morning. So, uh, Darren Cobb, we saw you, man. Um, and thank you. Yes. And or does rule. Hey Darren, what's up? Joe Hunter 73. Uh, good early morning gents. Uh, yeah. Uh, 11 o'clock can be an early morning for me on a Sunday as well. So I feel you. And, <laughs> oh, like uh, MC, 4 DJ. AM. and MC DJ ACDC. Hello. Haven't seen you in the, in the chats. Uh, well, Saw you so briefly in the chats last time. So it's good to have you here, dude. Cool, man. So anyway. Um, okay, so here's the thing. Uh, with the whole space vibe, right? Uh, and with uh, prepping for this episode and just thinking of like characters that I would like to see um, in a play motion at some point. Um, I would really like to see this man over here. Good old recoil. Um. Because I feel like there's a story that needs to... I feel like Recoil is an interesting character. And I think he gets absolutely no time in any light. Spotlight and or other. And I feel like he could be an interesting piece. um, You know, to connect certain things in the story. Because he is a long-range Recon. He's a lerp. And he's got the gun chuckers. And I just feel like there's something there that could be told with this dude. I... And I, I don't know. I just, I want to use this guy for something. I just think it could be fun. And then, but to go with the space theme, well, of course, I don't want to look further than these bad boys, the Mega Marines. The Mega Marines. (sighs) Whoa. (sighs) This, you know, if people want to say that we are like, you know, making a play motion version of Aliens, or whatever, so be it. Because these toys were made for that, and. The cool thing is is that within G.I. Joeberg, one of us has... Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I've got that cool Monster Viper. I've got Bio Viper. And uh, I suppose I should tell you guys now. I've got Monster Viper on the way. Monstro Viper. Um, my local dude, uh, Skulk, uh, he actually found one. Asked me if I wanted it. And it's like really cheap. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to get it before we, I get to Cape Town. But if I do, then at least we have two Monstro Vipers. If not for this play motion... At least we've got them so anyway so do um, you want to do aliens with gi joe i would like to do an homage <laughs> or at least a uh, a nod to aliens in a small way uh you know when we were talking about going fantastical i know you mentioned uh jedi you know like space wizards and and transformers but in my mind i was like what could i find in the cobra gi joe mythos that could sort of be representative of the alien And I love the idea of, I mean, this is like such a basic story or such a basic thread or whatever. But um, So we're on the Defiant and we discover a Cobra spaceship, but it's like derelict. There's no signs of life or anything on it. And the Joe team goes to investigate and the whole thing is full of like bats and monster vipers and unhappiness. And, yeah, and, like, it's like a fight to get out of there, you know, to survive before this thing gets pulled into the gravi- uh, gravitational uh, pull of, like, the the sun or
2: earth or something. Mm-hmm. You know? So, they have so to it's a like... little bit of event horizon. <coughs> uh, just doing yeah. a bit of a recast here. Okay, so, Gung-Ho is apone. Uh I reckon um, Scoop is... Burke, the company man, sent there to <laughs> document everything for some shady, nefarious purpose. The Paul Riser character. Uh, I reckon Quick Kick is Newt. He's already on the Cobra's vessel. He was captured and has been interred there for some time. And he's absolutely like shell shocked, dirty, barefoot, <laughs> of course. <you> know? <laughs> he's been surviving living in like. Air vents for the last couple of weeks, and eating frozen fajis, and he's observed the Cobra crew getting absolutely massacred by monster vipers and bats gone haywire. Who's Ripley? Who's our Who's our hero character? Who's going to save the day? You obviously, Rob, wants it to be Scoop, but I've already <laughs> pinned as the bad guy. Dude.
1: <laughs> well, um, I kind of. Uh, It's cool that you kind of pinned uh, Scoop as as Burke because I kind of feel like Scoop could also be the Ripley of the story, because (laughs) Scoop is the company. Yeah, but think about it. Scoop is the company man. Okay, he's been sent uh, with GI Joe because he, you know, there are powers that be that want to, that have a special interest in this mission, you know, and so they've sent Scoop to go and do the thing. So Scoop has still got that sort of. uh duality to him like he's actually working for somebody else but in this finds camaraderie with the other dudes but then also i mean i don't want to kill off everybody or spoil anything but scoop could also in a weird way be our final goal. you know he could uh you know he could be the one who survives against all odds like maybe he gets separated from the rest of the team like they like yeah we've got the dude we're gonna evac now you know like cool cool cool. bring it ar- around bring the little. Um, spaceship around and we like, get a, get out and then all of a sudden something happens with the airlock And then Gung Ho and all of these guys are like, you know They get sucked into the, into the rescue ship and they're like, oh no We can't leave Scoop and Quick Kick behind oh. And then it's all about Quick, and, uh, Quick Kick and Scoop that have to survive on this And that's where Scoop stops being a company man and starts towing the G.I. Joe line Something, I don't know, like that could be So it's kind of Ripley
2: but also not Ripley in a weird way Sounds you know, to me, Paul, like you need to hurry up and get a mirage and a clutch for for your. Oh, Mega and hell yeah, because <laughs> yeah, hell um, yeah, time's so, ticking, baby. So
0: I like the <laughs> idea of revisiting stuff that we've done before, like from like filling in the gaps, as it were, from Atlantis Factor, but as flashbacks rather than a full-on prequel um, play motion. Because I feel like prequels are overdone. So. What those gaps in between those parts in the lattice factor, what that that MacGuffin was, what those little missions were that those characters were going on, should inform whatever we're now doing in this current play motion. So we have to I'd, feature torpedo and shipwreck and barbecue and the new characters. And this is why they're going to space, say. <laughs> Rob, whatever, thank whatever you. I, I think you
2: you've been... You're being overly diplomatic because you want to like harmonise my early idea with what we're doing. No, I, agree. I think don't don't worry about it, man. Leave that stuff. No, no, no. I like it. the idea. That, no, no, I like the idea that things link together, and I
0: think. And I like if, the
2: idea that just... if we're shooting the interior of a spaceship, we don't have to go on location. <laughs> we can stay <laughs> indoors and shoot late at night, which makes no, things a hell of a lot easier.
0: Then, then having the, but the flashback sequences will be the shorter ones because we're flashing back to them filling in the gaps of what is happening on the space station or this whatever in space, and they're like, this is the ramifications of the Atlantis Factor. Mm. This is okay. this is what Look. is affecting what is going on right now and why we need to retrieve this because in the end, Cobra did win it. They did get the Atlantis Factor even though it seemed like we won the day.
2: Hmm.
0: Okay, and Look, now I'm going to say that back. is um.
2: That's gravy. That's kind of a lofty prize. If we have the opportunity to add all that extra backstory, great. Um, but just focusing on the the, the, the immediate kind of a plot, um, yeah. my question to you, gents, is: so GI Joe works. Play motions of late have become increasingly more cinematic, of necessity. I am shooting alone. I have to be in very tight close up. Uh, I have to manipulate things one at a time, so there are lots of cuts. And I almost want to get away from that because with the three of us there, we can have the most amazing like, realization of, of one of us holding a camera and the other two actually playing. I'm talking hands amazing. in the shot. I'm talking full bodies in the shot. Like, take us back to an earlier time where it didn't matter when we were trying to make cinema with toys. Like there's something quite energetic and I think it it translates to a more enjoyable filming experience, but also watching experience. I think we're at our best when these toys are actually being physically like played with instead of, you know, trying to make them into little actors. So my question to you guys is within this, this space, scene the setting is there a way for us to have a big battle where we have vehicles entering frame dogfights explosions you know epic stuff that require three sets of hands you have a rolling thunder right i do sorry rob he
0: He has at least one rolling thunder i know right i was thinking no i mean like to have big things because i think big things is important because we're all there Somehow the place this this the station crash lands on Earth and then we have to like t- attack it with tons of vehicles and stuff. <laughs>
1: so that's exact oh and <clears> this <throat> is from Darren Cobb, I love this. Cover girl. Uh, the cover girl's like, Hudson! <laughs> oh Hudson, this little Joe survived longer than that with no shirt and no footwear. How that did she you that here?
0: <laughs> He's <laughs> remembering he's he's redoing the entire plot of aliens in our comment section right now <laughs> it's so cute thanks
1: Darren. so so Rob to add to that because we're we on like a similar line there so that's why I asked about the rolling thunder the big ground battle could be cobra trying to stop gi joe from launching uh, from shooting down that spaceship you know because it can't be shot down by the by the defiant for some reason um so they opt to then destroy it with the Rolling Thunder by you know doing some kind of transorbital missile, or whatever, to shoot this thing before it enters, uh, and hopefully it burns out in the atmosphere um, before it, it gets into uh, gets to Earth, because you know it could be bad, it could be like really really bad, uh, whatever. Maybe the Atlantis Factor is on there, and it's just like incredibly, I don't know, explosive or something. You know what? I'm, I'm like, I'm I'm spitballing, okay? But that could be the ground mission. That could be the big bring out all of your toys, have the big epic battle to try and stop the Rolling Thunder from stopping, from shooting that thing. And then the G.I. Joe mission is trying to get the Rolling Thunder. So we've got all that tension and that drama and all that happening, you know, and at least that's where my mind is. Otherwise, mm, but then that contradicts
2: then it, it being kind of a derelict Cobra vessel that, you know, it's got this SOS on repeat, it's automated, and G.I. Joe is dispatched to like you know the the start of this is a bit of a a slow burn. It's a bit yes. of a cold open to my mind. Like, unless you have a completely unrelated, almost Bond movie opening, big battle, <laughs> and and then we cut to space. So they're only tangentially linked. Maybe maybe uh, maybe Gung Ho and the boys are involved in some major fracas with Cobra, and then duke steps off the plane he's like "Gongho ho and your mega marine team report back to the defiant launch pad we've got a hot mission for you like that could be one way of having our cake and eating it like having one mm. big blowout on location maybe in the dunes go out to, to atlantis i know i know you love that rob it's hot <laughs> as hell out there your phone will melt like everything over well, Celia's going to love it because yeah. You, know. you have to like or keep maybe, our
0: phones in like a, a cool cooler box or something. So that maybe, as the first one turns out, we swap to the next one.
2: Maybe we switch to the beach then. Cause I I'm dying to do some more underwater action. Maybe, you know, pit the bug and hammerhead against like, well, once again, the Mer- mega Marines team, why are they the mm-hmm. mega Marines? If they don't ever do a bloody beach landing, come on. And I know, I, I know that, um, they're all army i mean clutches army i think blastoff and mirage are army as well so the only that's real marine is gung-ho, gung-ho. But anyway yeah. whatever army. <laughs> but they're still mega they're still they do mega, all stuff. mega. They, they're mega yeah okay so mate that's my pitch rob how do you fall between these two
0: i think i mean yeah i think the, obviously the main plot yeah because my idea was just you think i'm scratching down we do the thing at the end like a huge, gigantic explosion, he like attacking oh. thing with thousands of vehicles. That's what that's well, what that's what I was coming from. Where somehow the station comes down, but that also also feeds into what Paul is saying is where like they are, they, they are initially trying to stop the, the, the what's rolling thunder from shooting this thing down, because now that they have, now Cobra is aware of what's going on, so at some point they become aware of this what what's going on, um, and then that is the huge battle at the end, but. What you could also do is that the, the battle at the start is that, is that is that prequel material, is that previously on G.I. Joe, where you're filling in those gaps, but it's, it's a big battle using the characters from Atlantis Factor.
2: Um, <laughs> Rob is trying so desperately to utilize absolutely every idea that's being tabled. But oh, I, I, I
0: Like I, I've written it all down. Like, how do we fit Stormshield and, and Trevor Mind into this year? Like, how do we, nothing. you know, revive your red glare idea? How do we make absolutely this nothing worth, is wasted all at once? <laughs> Okay, cool. But, this, I mean, well, as I, I say, guys, this movie. is a throw everything I, at the wall see, and we chip exactly, away at it later. You can see where hmm. I'm coming from. I'm just trying to fit everything together. But mm-hmm. I can also understand how trying to make it all fit together can also be a bit too much. But mm-hmm. definitely a battle. in
2: basically a weekend's <laughs> worth of shooting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i think well <laughs> i mean
2: sorry we,
0: we'll 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 make it work we just need to have no the time that when it, it's it's like creating an actual shoot you know you can't oh you know, yeah the, the planning period we come up with the script we come up with um the shots that we need or the locations that we need to do it at what i mean yeah this is what we've always done um we can even do.
1: storyboard a little bit they could just be scams well. can even
2: storyboard like how we want some shots to look not not yeah, major you have absolutely nothing else going on in your life right now paul you can do some <laughs> n- some noodlings for us no we, uh, we're
0: just gonna well, do, well, like I'm... Boys do Steven shooter from every single angle possible we do it like 50 times and then um
1: <laughs> yeah but my thinking is <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> taking the week off right we fixed it I'm taking that week off to be there. So you know what? Week. I'm gonna be sitting there in your lounge and we'll no. be talking about these ideas and I can and
0: just
1: Playing games with Elliot. Yeah. Like we we should
2: get some nerf guns. Cheap ones, the knuckles. Okay, so from from what I can gather, we've got three big action beats. We've got our our open, where the team gets called in and then briefed and then sent to the stars. Then our middle action beat is this shit's out of control. We need to blow this thing up, send up a missile from the Rolling Thunder, and Cobra intercept that. Cobra attack the Rolling Thunder. So there's a land battle, there's a sky battle as Cobra's uh, stiletto craft try and intercept this massive ICBM. Uh, and maybe even some jet battles happening around, you know, because G.I. Joe, man, red, red and blue lasers for days. Then oh, our yeah. final action beat is when this thing returns to Earth. Does it come down safely? I, you okay, know what? Firstly, I, on a practical yeah. note, what are we using as a Cobra spaceship? I assume there'll be external <laughs> shots. Um, I, I don't. I don't got the time to fabricate something the size of the flag or larger. What are we doing here? Um. <laughs> Whoa, what is this thing? <laughs> Space
1: pterodrome
2: <laughs> It's a machine <laughs> filmed in real close-up. Yeah. Jeez.
1: Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Oh, shit. Maybe I need. Joe to Hunter this. answers
2: with the pogo. Yeah, yeah, the pogo sort of standing. In, well, the, I'm putting words in your mouth, Joe Hunter. But would the pogo be standing in for a much larger thing? So it's like. Yeah. Then we have to put green on it. Really. <laughs> <Super pogo>. rip- <laughs> 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 That's very cool. Oh, the super pogo. But serious question. I mean, like I'm 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 so happy to make it as crappy as, as possible. Like just cobbled <laughs> together styrofoam pieces just filmed in you know, against a black sheet because that's
0: essentially what they did with Alien, you know, with the with that weird <laughs> ass ship that the Ripley and them were on. It is like Out a flying like city, essentially. I mean, it was—it's yeah. the most ridiculous and oh, be un- un- spaceship I've ever seen, but it makes so much sense at the same time. No, the
2: Sulaco was from Aliens. Aliens, yeah. So I wasn't sure which one you were referring. To the stromo. It, it stromo, yeah. It absolutely is just like
0: yeah, no, it's, it's, like it's just model like kits stuck together. Yeah, it's stuck like a large space with like these giant, like uh, you know, like I could replay that.
1: I could I could scratch build that. It won't be very big. We just have to shoot it big, but. I can make it. I can do that. Um, why not? Uh, it'll be difficult to get like a giant cobra head on there, for example,
2: like uh, uh, <laughs> a, a giant oh. snake motif. Oh, guys, yeah, easy. The Storia's base, the oh, Tomi Storia's base, could finally see use as a cobra orbital space station. You could actually do hey. that. Yeah. Yeah, it could actually. Yeah, I mean, it looks Did you better as a one? terrestrial thing, but that—that's one way of doing it. I mean, it certainly has a cool like docking bay entrance, and if we have okay. a miniaturized stand-in for the Defiant, or maybe—oh, I hate to open the door to this, but maybe this is an opportunity for a bit of compositing work, like. <laughs> Geographic play motion goes special effectsy, but like to, to just take a still of the um, defiant and, and composite and it into it. Yeah, just put it put it into this just to set up the sense of scale. If you've know. got a, if you've got, um,
1: I don't want to have that super technical discussion now because I feel like we're getting mm-hmm. into the nitty gritty. But but it can be done. <laughs> it can be done. I have software for that. So question from
2: Darren is it essential to actually launch the Defiant I'm going to say yes because how else is G.I. Joburg, oh, G.I. Joburg, else is G.I. Joe going to get up there so um, I'm going to need uh, some more intel out of you man, what do you mean well it, is
0: it essential to see it launched I think no, absolutely
2: not I, I think in keeping with um, the bare bones nature of these productions actually doing a launch sequence with the Defiant might might be a little taxing Look, a no-defiant
1: pogo battle from previous
2: episode. Then I mean, from but think about this. I know you didn't want to get too technical, Paul, but like it just occurred to me that with flat-screen TVs the size that they are, it might be possible to do some rear projection. All all you need is one shot of like any um, lunar launch or satellite launch or rocket launch where you've got that camera looking down at the plume of of jet um for the giant jet hand. trail <laughs> and no what well, you just put you just put the defiant in front of where the actual boosters are in that shot and you've just got the the edge of frame of the the earth kind of falling away
1: and i got fancy lights so i can light it up nicely in the foreground as well so that it
2: kind of balance well, that's out. nice paul are you planning on taking them down <laughs> in yes, your god totally dude you know, these things work. fit in my pocket Wow. And Joe took wonderful advice and, and very much in the style of G.I. Joe motion. He says he says just show an in-cockpit launch, shaking and rattling. And we're gonna spell check it. Yeah, you can pass light uh, sources <laughs> um, past the cockpit to just kind of do close ups on the astronauts' faces and have you know that, that incredible shake and noise. Yeah, because yeah, I think but-
0: if we are going to have the Defiant, uh, you have to at least, I mean, you don't have to show the entire thing, but we have to show at least some shots of it, of that entire bulky thing moving, you know, like the blue gantries and it kind of cranking into position. I think that's, that, that somewhere in in the thing should be that, because that is some of the majesty of what makes the Defiant so uh, awe-inspiring, is, the, mm. is how big this entire thing is. Being able to see, you know, the guys kind of like walking around at the bottom of the th- of, 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 I think there's something that needs to be included. If you're gonna have the defiant and the the crusader in there, you have to, you have to show some of that. You know, the majesty of it being launched.
2: Yeah. Ooh, I should get some dry ice. Just get some atmosphere I was, going. I was thinking Ooh. the same
1: thing. I also want to get one of those spray cans that you know when you uh, because I want to frost up glass with it so that. It would be so cool, like, in an opening shot to have, like, this glass that's frosted up and catching a bit of lens flare as we see the Defiant, like, shoot past or something.
0: I'm loving know? Dustin's suggestion. He's just entered chat. He's having us go back to the beach. Will the Defiant land on the flag? <laughs> <laughs> We're going back to the beach, Stephen. Put your wits. You
2: don't know if it still fits. Oh, man. <laughs> well, part of Watch me thinks it'd be a damn shame if we didn't set the flag sailing again. But that's a whole production in and of itself, boys. Yeah.
0: Well, even no, if I we think... do it in the in the, in, the, in in the you the know, the pool or something, like like a big thing of water, <laughs> we don't have to go to the ocean necessarily, as long as you can crop it so that it, we can see it it's swimming. But we can still, I think landing no. the point on the bag is such a cool I, idea.
2: We can absolutely do that. It's a worthy thing to do. And also, man, we can go to our original location, Rob, depending on the tides. And have I an unobstructed nice be, uh... field of, of ocean. Field of ocean, field of view. Oh, I don't know. We instead of having the bloody no rocky people. promontory, Asbestos. we'll we have, have a nice we'll have, The flag will look will appear at least to be on the open seas. Yeah. And maybe our final action beat then is G.I. Joe blow this thing up in space, get whatever they needed to get from it, and they are making their escape in the Defiant. Uh, heading through the atmosphere, being harassed by pogos and stilettos, because Cobra does not want Joe to have whatever MacGuffin it is that they stole from the, the, the stricken exactly. Cobra ship. Um, and so our final action beat, and largest of all, is an aerial battle raging above the flag as the Defiant wow. pulls in, I which like is reminiscent of the finale of the Special Missions comic book series. Yes. I do, so that I do is I
1: recall a, seeing panels of that. So yeah. that
2: is finally an a, a piece of action where all three of us will be essential. Yeah. Because aerial combat, in order to get the distance you need from one another, you both have to be manipulating craft. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah, I've tried doing dogfights with a plane in each hand. It looks ridiculous, never works. And I think those of us <laughs> who attempted it with um seconds to midnight found that out pretty quickly as well. Unless um, you put
0: your camera on the floor, there are tricks, there are tricks, there it's are always tricks. There are tricks. But when you have three but people, the, it's so much the easier. best and it's... most
2: fun thing to do is to have one guy hold the Sky Striker, the other hold the Night Raven, and the third is on chase cam. And you just get that kinetic, real ah, oh, it's good, man. Rob, do you remember filming Atlantis Factor and we just, we just dogfighted? We literally yeah. just. We flew did. around and I'll'll I'll, I'll fix it in post or I'll, I'll make sense of it in post let's just have <laughs> action and it's similarly again with blood in the water the 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 final chapter of that where we had mm. the, the the rattler versus the uh dragonfly where we were losing the light we couldn't really do the the story beats that we'd planned so it was just like okay I'm gonna set the camera down we're just gonna fly around and Whatever happens, happens, man. Just try and fly, fly, fly believably, and then we'll swap. Like you then take the dragonfly, and I take the rattler, and, and trade places. And eventually, out of that, we kind of can stick together. It worked in the end. <laughs> yeah, fly oh, casual, but not too casual. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of it. So I wanted to recapture that magic because it's it's well, that... great fun to do, man. And Paul, yeah, you can think back to the, the condor battle that we shot. which was oh, yeah! Kind of similar. Oh shit. You just yeah, reminded you, me
1: of something. Did you forget?
2: No, I'll no, no. I reminded. didn't forget that at all. No, no, no. Reminisce Dude, for us. I,
1: I had a dream this morning that I was in a store and they had wall to, uh, believe it or not, minton box wall to wall condors in the one section of this toy shop. They had just they had condors in a I box. I have that dream all the time. And, I want to kill you myself. you just trigger, And you just you just triggered this because uh, that's what I woke up to this morning. I was like. Oh, wow, Condors in a toy shop somewhere in America, (laughs) you know, so anyway. Yes, dude, I totally remember shooting that. That was a lot of fun. That was great fun. And um, I'd like to do it. uh, It's going to be even better now because I'll have a day off as opposed to, you know, having work things get in my way. So and also it's it bears noting that when we can just shoot like that, it goes faster, which means we can do more. Because when we have to use tricks trickery takes time. It takes time to figure out, tr- takes time to get right. You know, you have to you have to nail it, you know. I know I learned that when I was shooting my seconds to midnight stuff with Celia at the park. I mean, I thought, okay, cool, this'll just take two hours, but it took like four hours for me to get some of that footage. Um, because it yeah, just wasn't a, working. A, yeah.
2: Throw a flag with a floaty base and a location and a defiant and all the cobra and joe jets we possess into the mix and you're looking at very easily the entire day um so this is the absolute like blowout pitch we're gonna whittle down at this Uh, maybe it'll find its way all of these ideas will find its way into one motion. but this is (laughs) if i do say so myself gold and I would love to bring this to the screen at some stage. Maybe, maybe we'll only be able to film a portion of it. Maybe we'll just go with the big action beats, and then Paul, once you have had to love and leave us, Rob and I can whittle away at the, you know, the after dark spaceship interior stuff. Yeah. So even if we just do a big old space slash aerial dogfight, and ultimately the flag playing host to the defiant my word how does that even work i don't know man. <laughs> deploy deploy I, the drag shoots activate retro rockets i mean hectic but i love shooting interior shots i love
1: that that whole tight interior thing that's something i'm very excited about doing personally realistically Paul, um, i know think, i know i don't know do we don't we know i mean we we're spitballing You know, uh, we're spitballing now and we're throwing all these ideas and then we're going to go through the art of reduction to see what exactly we are going to do. And then we can start planning a schedule and figuring it out. But the nice thing about doing interior shots is I don't necessarily have to do them there either. You know, we can plan them and go through a lot of, we can block them in at your place, for example, and then I can shoot them here if I need to. But either way, I'm bringing my two little cool lights and I really, really... (laughs) urge you to get one of these or two of these for yourself they are magical i can't believe how great these damn lights are they're amazing and you can just put them in your pocket they're tiny but um because they they just will help so much with the atmosphere but then again now we're getting into the technical side of this production but yeah they i i think um i think we've got some freaking cool ideas and some cool sequences um and just on that note guys are there any other characters that you want to explore and have fun with in this like Are there characters that we haven't showcased in a play motion before that you really want to maybe have in this one or introduce in this one or flesh out in in this story at all?
0: Well, I I think I made it pretty obvious. I went Quick Kick and Scoop. Um, Those are the guys that I want out there. Um, I can't think of anyone else specifically right now, but I think. Those are the main ones that I want to I see in there. And then, like, bring back characters, like, especially for the cold openers. Boy. Uh, like, Torpedo and Shipwreck and Barbecue, I think, you know, for the uh, Atlantis Factor tie-in.
2: <laughs> oh, Rob. Bless you, boy. Now, <laughs> I'm quite keen on there being a principal villain. I think the the captain of the stricken Cobra vessel somehow had a a hand in its its ultimate um, being taken over by bio-vipers, monstro vipers and bats. Mm. And whoever that might be, be it an established Cobra character or a custom new character, I want to open to the listeners. If you are checking out the YouTube version, or even if you are listening to us on Podbean or iTunes or whatever podcatcher... Head to the YouTube comment section for this video, episode 271, planning a play motion. Scroll into the comment section and let us know your idea of who could be masterminding this. Who is our big boss battle? Because I think we do need to have a lead baddie. That's what's sorely lacking at this point. And Paul has just brought up an image of Road Pig. I guess it I've could be you, Road Pig's course. time to shine. He's a mastermind for sure. <laughs> Who gave Road Pig the keys to the fucking space station? <laughs> <They> should be <laughs> shot. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that 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 does open an avenue um, and a line of thoughts. And also, the greater question of how this thing could be put together, I'd be dying to know anyone's input at this stage. If you are a fan of GI Joe, play emotions, here's your opportunity to weigh in on a project that's in the works that could very well be coming out in the new year so help us shape this thing uh, i'd be very grateful to hear your thoughts
1: i've just slammed up a image of the mega marines uh catalog from the back of the packaging uh you you know you've got gung-ho clutch the mega viper mirage blastoff it all but we have the monster Blast, monster blaster apc and i believe
2: you own one of those steve which Positive. i'm dying to play with by the way I'm it does not fit into, into so. the defiant hold, unfortunately. But hey, can, and, um, but it does mass doesn't shift it. Nah, Yeah. I'm just... I would
1: love... That's one sequence from Aliens I'd love to bring into this. Is this APC. Du-dude, 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 du-dude. You know, going through, like, being smashing against walls and, like... You got Bio Viper on there going with its action bang 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 bang. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, it could be
2: like a shit ton of fun, man. Sorry. Uh, wow.
1: Well, um, I just saw the picture now because I did upload it to put it onto this chat and I was just like, mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. maybe we can give this guy a chance to shine as well. Old sci-fi. Who's that? Old sci-fi <laughs> can um, can uh, you know use his skills. I mean, like a laser shiny. A laser trooper. Yeah, well, you know, he's shiny, he's space-like, he's got a laser. Uh, I just feel like there's something cool that can be done with old sci-fi here as well. Um, I'm just... I mean, these are just things i preloaded for the show. um, And and just got me thinking of stuff. I mean, guys, I'm going to put up an image now of Flint, but from the eco-warriors. Wow. Rob... This has got me thinking. Yep, because I have in my memory of shows and planning episodes and stuff you had come up with an idea for eco warriors a long long time ago and i also Ooh, feel like some i point, don't remember yeah it was for an was episode it? yeah rob you uh, you I might serious? still have it yeah I yeah must have come a, serious, i guess and it I, wasn't I, for a play motion it wasn't for a play motion it was actually this was a little bit pre-play motion it was for a podcast episode about the eco warriors and i think we were Trying to find ways to make them plausible or something in that re- in that vein. I can't remember all the details, but I know that somewhere in the back of your head is uh, is a good eco warrior story somewhere there. So I just wanted to bring these guys up just for the inspiration in the chat. I don't think that we need to try and shoehorn eco warriors into this production, okay, but it would so be cool to think
0: eco is in this is what you're saying. I get it. <laughs> okay.
1: And and. Uh, Oh yes, uh, Mindbender might definitely make appearance <laughs> in this show, <laughs> um, but uh, that's just uh, in response to uh, Darren Cobb. It really has to be Doctor Mindbender, and res- he uh, uh, was his answer to "Who's the big bad?" Just so we can get Paul's Mindbender voice. Um, oh, there was something I wanted road to mention.
0: Pick, road, pick and space sounds fantastic. I think what you could have. If, if you want to kind of go the very much the aliens route, um, is actually it's Quick Kick and Road Pig that are trapped on the space station together and they've they've formed a, a very uneasy alliance to kind of like stay alive. Because I mean, I think we have said before, Road Pig is kind of not complex, but he has like issues multiple
1: personality disorder, yeah,
0: where where I mean, it, it could land up where he actually does end up um being able to work with a Joe for an extended period of time um depending on the the situation so we can have road pig in there actually and they're both yeah that's kind of cool that and and it's
1: kind of random as well like you've got this yeah that adds a random element that makes it difficult and and scary for the the character involved for the viewers that could be that could be quite cool actually i mean i put road pig up there because i'm just like we haven't had road pig
0: Like, you're yet. a master of
2: chaos, Jeep, <laughs> <it>? <laughs> He's
0: just giving me more things I got to keep trying to keep track of to add. <laughs> oh I well, good luck with chaos. this one,
2: Paul uh, Rob. It'll have have you listening to an old episode of GI Joeberg because Andrew's given us a, an idea to shoot the um, well shoot a play motion around the Halloween podcast oh. where we spoke about three oh. Vipers trying to escape the landlocked cobra freighter, the Arbco Star. Um, yeah, we all role played with Cujo. Would make for a cool yeah, yeah, yeah. short film. I, I What if the Arbco counter sco-
0: They encounter the a Arb zombified
2: Co- Serpentor? Things got interesting. What if, what if the Arbco star is the Derelict spaceship? Ah, that's a cool name, huh? Mm. Ooh, Arbco And what
1: if yeah i don't want to say too much because i uh, we have an audience listening and we do want to have <laughs> uh, everyone um, is a like, we do want to surprise <laughs> people and you know are we, are we also want to be very careful Or well, i at least i'm trying to be careful not to lead anybody's expectations and to get them to to create very very grand scenarios that we might may or may not be able to achieve um But, uh, because I'd hate to disappoint people. I don't want to have Transformers the movie on our hands here, you know what I mean? Um, Speaking of Transformers the movie, Steve, you mentioned uh, Space Wizards and uh, Transformers earlier, and then Mm -hmm. we were talking about the Atlantis Factor. And I can't help but feel like the Atlantis Factor could be a space bridge, a thing that could open up a space bridge, or it generates a black hole, or something to that effect so it'd be like really funny if like you know the ship crashes this thing activates and all of a sudden optimus is like <laughs> transform and ro- move out and roll out <laughs> you know <laughs> or something um that could be interesting i'm not saying it has to happen i'm just saying that would be that would be
2: left field that would be a great way to introduce the transformers into this universe Darren estimates that we're probably looking at about a 120 to 130 mil budget.
0: <laughs> yep, Sounds of our right. A, about the, yeah, we're making we dooms, guys.
2: And we'd have to steal a fair number of Disney's VFX artists because I believe they've got a, an absolute stranglehold on the industry now. Oh like, my It's a serious meltdown in visual effects artistry because like, everyone is overtaxed by the demands of Disney. Real problems, man. Real yeah, problems I mean, require awesome. real, like, guerrilla making solutions. Want, <laughs> guys, like, just, just film your toys again.
0: <laughs> or just do it physically, do it practically. Like, like you can probably save do a lot of money just doing things practically. Yeah. Well, I Ryu think we've got a lot of good do, stuff
2: to you know, go here, guys. I, I think we're, we're gonna movies. we're gonna put a pin in this. Uh, Rob's got his copious notes that we'll be combing through, and what's <laughs> this space? It might amount to uh, some way, shape, or form of what we've discussed here. It might be ca- something completely different it and out of left field.
0: Steven will just go like, "I like your ideas, guys, but this is what
2: we're going with." And then we'll
0: be like, <laughs> "Okay, okay, I guess that's what we're doing." Look, we do have two. <laughs>
2: crossover transformers thank you mark for reminding us in the that's chats true, actually. that does tip us off to, to maybe integrating the robots in disguise into the universe but i don't know man i've got a bad feeling that uh, it's a two and done situation from hasbro i think oh, mega hiss and bumble an striker, an striker an might an be it like, well oh,
1: man, that's a nice the important the important thing is is that whatever we do we don't put duke in a coma and we certainly don't kill optimus prime and we should be okay <laughs> should be <laughs> no, for sure. You know, as as and uh, let's not bulk up there. the Ninja Turtles too much. Um, that way, <laughs> <laughs> at least that way we, we know we're going to tick some boxes. No, I, I kid. Uh, I'm kind of hesitant to go uh, crossover Transformers GI Joe um, only because I don't feel... I, I feel like our collective um, imaginations would come up with great ideas for the Transformers as well in a play motion format but I don't think we own enough transformers to give it the, the diversity that it requires, or
2: maybe well, we do, certainly not maybe modern we, transformers that can actually pose. I mean, I've got plenty of bricks, that exactly. kind of <laughs> but the bricks make sense with O-ring figures. They, they do so? actually. Yeah. No, they I agree. They have do. a vintage feel. Um, they would just require a bit of forced perspective to get the scaling right. Anyway, also, anyway, um, I just don't. Know, just. I just don't want to go down that quagmire because yo, uh, look. It can get. I'd intense. be curious to gauge like what our our viewers think of that now because we once held a vote on the subject. Should mm. we do a crossover with the Transformers? And it was voted down quite heavily. <laughs> I think people who who see the play motions want to see strict GI Joe, of course, action. Um, you know, done right. And maybe, maybe it's because we've been starved of that sort of thing. Maybe mm. because they keep getting it wrong cinematically. And the animated series are hit or miss.
0: <laughs> so G.I. Yeah, has so, got to step in and fix it.
2: We've got to keep oh, oh, it real, God. man. No, but no, guys, Ewoks here. <laughs> but
1: guys, let's right. just be fair. The only reason they threw G.I. Joe's into Transformers in the comic books in the first place was because G.I. Joe as a comic book wasn't strong enough to carry its own narrative properly. And Tom Shirley's right. book proves that, because that took it to the extreme other direction and made it super, super awesome. You know? Whereas the IDW, or the the Devil's Due stuff, and to greater or lesser extent the IDW stuff, yeah, they're enjoyable reads and they're fun and everything, but I kind of feel like they just tacked it on to make G.I. Joe spicy, or, you know, they tried to Macriddle it, you know, just make it more interesting than what it already is because what it is isn't actually that wasn't that interesting at the time. So I kind of feel like we only need to we we can bring Transformers in when we can't write any good stories
2: anymore. Oh, I said that. Boom, mic drop. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm moving the agenda on, guys. It's time for a little bit of post box, the pit action. I've got a follow up story to our previous episode where we spoke about the. G.I. Joe Hoverstrike. Does everyone uh, remember the G.I. Joe Hoverstrike? It's said, the best uh... vehicle
0: in the G.I. Joe arsenal. <laughs> How can you forget
2: it? So our man on the ground, Mr. Bart Simon, who is actually a G.I. Joe completist. Some air Devon shit up in here. Um, but he has this toy and oh. tried to take it out for a test drive. Now bear in mind this toy is 20 years old now. He left it charging overnight. And after a full night's worth of charge, he tested the batteries. They were full, but the engine just couldn't crank up enough juice to move this thing at all. Total dumb. The fans spun. They made a hell of a loud noise. But yeah, as far as actually getting to, to have any maneuverability or RC feature, forget about it. He did show me some pictures, which were enlightening. It turns out this thing doesn't have any cheat wheels underneath. So it literally was intended to lift itself and manipulate itself purely with air power with hmm. the, the fans. So that's, that's impressive on one hand or I should say it's ambitious on one hand hmm. and would have been impressive if it actually worked. I guess the years haven't been kind to this thing but maybe it never really worked that, that's, that well and that's why it's kind of languished. Hmm in obscurity i think
1: it's a battery thing like okay it's, it's a lot of juice it's uh, it needs
2: a, a a more powerful battery in the most yeah and it was probably a pretty cheaply made thing to begin with yeah so be- yeah not a very successful hovercraft and i've got another bit of a post box that pits this one is a question from a listener i'll try and find it oh dear the thing about mobile phones the second you look away it goes away yes, ah, yes. Gerald one one underscore one one on Instagram he had a question for us actually he says I'm a huge fan you guys have literally inspired me to reconnect with my inner child and that has reignited my spiritual path and a lot of other things but that is another story <laughs> yeah. I wanted wow. a bit of guidance I saw a video a few years ago of Steve's top 10 modern figures. In that video, Steve had a modern scarlet, but modified to fix the limited leg movement that the figure has. Is that a difficult process? I think I have the tools that I need. I just want to work on the early 25th Baroness as well. Uh, Such a beautiful sculpt, and could be so much more if it had better leg movement. Can you guys share a few tips before I permanently modify the two figures? I know I've done this fix before. Paul, have you ever trimmed I, a lady crotch I, I haven't
1: trimmed a lady crotch <laughs> on my scarlet purely because as a bit of a collector i didn't want to damage the figure i'm good I, i'm a bit, I'm day a day bit more point. precious about
0: it yeah yeah too precious paul I just Robert, warm, good and bad yeah. ways i think i we we did it at the same time didn't we? we were we were kind of modifying <laughs> lady crotches um and men's crotches i think too actually or was it I think the shoulders? first
2: one we did was Gung Ho from the 25th anniversary gift yes. pack. So we w- did his did we crotch area.
0: We, we essentially just used a, a sharp, a sharp, what is it like, a knife or something, to just sh- shave a little bit extra space around, you know, where the where, where the where the leg goes in, essentially. So you're trying Absolutely. to make it just make it a little
2: bit extra wide, as it were. You would have to um, dismantle the, the legs at the thigh joints or at the thighs and, and take yeah, them apart. So yeah, you off take it apart the, and then basically the you,
0: yeah, you're just increasing the size of that those holes a little bit more to make it so that the, the leg can move more in a wider variety of angles. That's essentially and what it is,
2: isn't it? Do you remember what we used? What tools?
0: I feel like we basically just used um, one of those like scalpels. Yeah. So yeah, it yeah. would have worked better with a Dremel. Probably.
2: And then, like, to sand it, uh, to give, a, give it a smoother finish would have been great. But, like, yeah, we were absolute savages back then. Just <laughs> taking a, a blade, a naked blade. What do you mean to back our back then? <laughs> 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 but anyways, like, fortunately with Scarlet, her unitard does have a, a seam, a line that yeah, you can use you can as can a guide actually. to cut along. And if you do use that as a guide, you wind up with a very nice range of motion. Mm. So that's the one bit of advice that I can offer. And it seems Gerard found that out rather organically because, in the time it took us to cook up this response, he has actually done that operation well, and fantastic. done a very neat job yeah. of it. So, yeah, it just guys, I guess uh, it's just be being bold. careful. Go for you it. Know,
0: yeah, go for it, but also be careful. Like, you know, like go do a little bit to test to make sure that you're happy with it because once you've made the change, you can't go back.
1: Operation like, Crutch Skim.
0: Yeah, yeah. Once you you you've, you you know, sliced it off, you can't
2: put it back on. Mm, let that mm-hmm. be a lesson to everybody. Absolutely. He also added a little bit of adhesive to uh, the ball and socket to give it a little bit more stick. So uh, that's that's another thing that t- the twenty fifths sometimes need after you've done a little bit of uh, modifications. Yeah, You're loose, yeah.
0: Hmm. You, you want I mean, just they together? they have those little those
2: little like. Yeah movement. They have they have little pads, don't they? If I'm remembering correctly, so. I'm stuck in there. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> little little they have, balls have little grooves and
0: stuff inside there. Little you groove.
2: grips. Yeah. It, grips mm. it
0: to, to make it easier, you know, for movement and uh the, the ball. And um, I guess my last little like piece of the news.
2: Egg. I don't know if you guys <laughs> checked yeah. out the latest issue or the latest episode of the Chaplain's Assistance Motorpod. It happened to be episode 33, I'll have you know. Ooh. And that just makes it that, that, that much Cujo. more exactly Old part of the show, Cujo was on there talking about the black book with Gary V. So, oh, awesome. Highly nice. recommended. Check fantastic. it
0: out. Hell
1: also, yeah. um, I'm going to be, today I'm also going to be jumping on a show called Toy Connections. Uh, I'll be chatting Motu. Uh, I'll be joined by uh, by some seriously cool Motu fans, like Chris Miwa, um, amongst others. And yeah, so keep an eye open for that one as well. That's, uh, yeah, I'm going to be on there. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Ken is a cool guy. So I was on him. Uh, on, on him. You're on I him? I was on a show with nice. uh, him and Zaz uh, okay. when we had um, Scott Knightlick from...
0: Well, I'm I'm um, glad you're on top of the creative. This. I'm
1: I'm on That's top fantastic. of it, man. But I'm very excited because I get to I get to um you know flick my motu bean a bit. So yes,
0: do it do it. Well what yeah. what got me very excited was seeing uh this comment on our last episode 270 Mystery Boom Boom scoop, um, scoop. from Dro's Dros Walker Nine. He says, I loved your retail shopping stories from being on the other end at stores like Toys Rice and Target. It was a challenge to get the, the display set up as requested. I think people will get more sneaky with the plastic repackaging for those special returns of merch. And the vehicle debate was a fun angle for this week, too. Hell yeah. We, 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 Thanks, Steven Josh. surprised us with incredible, uh, crazy con- uh, Yeah. Go, go watch it. And also, um, Rob Dog from North oh, Carolina. Rob Dogg. Got back in uh, Connect. What well, well, she- commented as well and we all do absolutely remember you i love the chicken at that chicken place zaxby's and yes and the, that cool machine the machine with all the the cool drinks i absolutely love <sighs> that too
1: just that was like hell 9000 of drink dispensers i mean guys you don't understand that shit looks like the future to a south african okay here we got like a burger king it's like you know, you got five things, most of them are diet versions of like Pepsi oh, or no, yeah, Dew or, or something. And, and you all like it, it's like
0: cubes and that's the worst. No, that thing was the best thing ever. That thing's like boop, 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 beep, boop, 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 boop. It knows Here's what your you want to drink before you even <laughs> drink it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I want you to have Dr. Pepper cherry. Would you like to mix it with something? Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think this has been a very productive hour and a half. Um, we've 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 shot all our ideas out there. A lot of them um, got a lot of feedback from our fantastic Joe force. Um, who all the early guys who joined us, everyone who came through. Thank you for joining us. It, uh, it's amazing. I'm always always amazed because I think this is a very weird time for Americans. The the time that we just recorded this. So thank you for joining us
1: and. And also, how cool that um, you guys got to be, you know, part of you essentially got to witness what it's like when we're planning these things.
0: And it is incredible. <laughs> so you should they. be so lucky. They're amazing. They're so fortunate to have been here for this experience. Uh, no, geez. I mean it in the sense that them. like
1: you've blessed them. <laughs> no, but what I mean is, it's like, no, no, no. I don't mean it like that. God. I mean it like you got an unadulterated sort of view of it. You know, we didn't it is not, you know, well, this is our real process. This is like, what you, you got to be a fly on that. the wall for real here. Um,
0: yeah. Everyone in 271 planning a play motion, um, everyone out there, you got to hear this. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And yeah, comment below with any ideas you have. Uh, we promise not to include them because S- Steven will eventually come up with his own idea of what he wants us to do. So, yeah. Thanks for joining us for 271, and I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend, a fantastic day, evening, night, afternoon. St- Paul, you're going into a blackout now, I hope. A- anytime I'm, now, my power's gonna
2: die. Any second now, you're, sure. gonna, you're gonna disappear yeah.
0: from this world, but you'll come back to us in 272.
2: My spark lives. It lives thanks on. Thanks to everyone for listening, but a special thanks to all the people that keep the lights burning, at least here in Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bergforce, our Patreon honor uh, roll. The guys and girls who are yeah, awesome chuck, chuck in, chucking chucking us a buck every now and then. Um, it's much appreciated, it keeps things uh running. And that's it from me. Catch you next week, episode 272. Who knows what the agenda will be, but it'll always be fun and G.I. Joe related. YoJo yeah. YoJo Berg. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba.
0: beep.